With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, folks. Welcome back to the latest Mountless Wire football podcast. Jeremy Moss here hang out, hanging out with uh, Matt Kennerly. Um, this is not your standard preview show. We are taking a mini break. You'll have another podcast earlier in the week. But, Matt, we got to talk about college football falling on top of itself. That's one way of putting it. What's the other way you'd put it? <laughs> What's your path? Or- I mean, things are happening very quickly. And I know that we kind of sort of covered this topic a couple times before. Mm-hmm. But, you know, some conferences have taken more concrete steps to try to preserve the 2020 season however they can. And, you know, in a nutshell, that basically comes down to canceling non-conference games. And so I think that's going to be the crux of where we end up talking about, you know, with the decisions that other conferences like the Pac-12, like the... Uh, was it the Big Ten was the first one to do it? Right? Yes, Big Ten, yes. So essentially what we're tackling is, you know, now that these things we, we speculated about before are now our reality, how might the Mountain West respond to those kinds of moves and other moves? Because we, we probably aren't even done yet. No, we decided to, as before we discussed the show, I'm like, why are people like the Big Ten made the big splash early in the week? If you've been under rock, they're not doing – it's it's all sports. It's not just football, but all sports – are moving to a conference-only slate. And they still stress, if possible. So they moved away. And then I've already, I know a buddy, Shen Twitter, Sean O'Connell. He does stuff for like Pac-12, Sirius XM. I work with him occasionally. Uh, he put out like they're having big, or excuse me, Pac-12 having their meeting Friday morning, which they did. They announced Friday like at 5 o'clock. You know, minutes before they announced Larry, Larry Scott, almost said Larry David, Larry Scott had a, a positive for coronavirus on his own, which is hopefully does well. It recovers, but they've also going to conference away slate. And here's what people don't entirely get about it. The reason it's being done, Matt, which you probably know this as well, is that people are like, well, how can it's like the tweet from Patrick O'Brien, Colorado State quarterback. Why can't we play Colorado? They're just down the street. Why can't yeah. why can't Utah play BYU? They're 45 minutes away. I know I know you don't want to read the Reddit stream over the weekend, but Cal and Fresno are not near not terribly far away. <laughs> Yeah, you'd want a rematch from that, but the point being, you want there's nobody in charge of college football. They'll see them tweet out the random statement the past couple weeks, kind of agreeing or kind of setting guidelines. But there's nobody in charge to set any set standard, whether it be testing, whether it be how you're going to quarantine people, whether you're going to do this, this, or this in regards for player safety, coach safety, other student safety, trainer safety, anybody in the football or sports staff, football what we're focusing on, can be done responsibly. Yeah. So if you have the Big Ten doing one thing, that's great. The Pac-12 does one thing, which could be slightly different. That's great, but if you, but also it's money too. Like tests aren't cheap, and teams in the Sun Belt, FCS, or in the Mountain West aren't going to be able to test every day or every three days or whatever the testing, whatever they feel comfortable some uniform standards. So that's why people are wondering why can't we play these schools down the street? Like could it be done? I think it could in some fashion, but if it is, there needs to be more standard of. Uh, safety protocols and that's why it's easier to say we'll just play the big 10 schools we'll just play our own selves because we can 
Commissioner Jim Delaney or whoever's in charge, Greg Sankey, the SEC, or Craig Thompson here in the Mountain West, can say, here's what we're doing. We'll all abide by this so we know what we're getting into. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one thing to kind of make that as kind of our first move. When you start thinking in terms of, like, logistics and everything like that, you know, the you know, just looking at the Big 12, for instance, they haven't made any kind of announcement that I can recall. They're in wait, the big, wait they're and see wait mode. And see mode. But, yeah. like, for instance, if they do decide to make that move, are they still expecting teams to fly out all the way to West Virginia? Or, yeah, or look at... Um, or we can look at ourselves. Like, yeah. you know, it Hawaii. might not be okay. <laughs> yeah, Hawaii, exactly. Yeah, yeah, Hawaii. Or if you look within the state, like, uh, or not states, but like certain states, like, there's also national guidelines too that you could buy. I know there's, before I get into this, but did you see, like, baseball's coming back. Pretty mm-hmm. soon, or what, two weeks away, I think. middle Third week of July, I think, is air quotes, opening day. Yeah, we're recording this on July 12th. I believe the plan is to start... 23rd, um, 24th? Just about a couple weeks from now. So, but did you see what the Toronto Blue Jays are doing? Yeah, they're threatening heavy fines. $750,000 fine and jail time as far, if they leave, essentially, the Rogers Center or their hotel. Yeah. It's so wild. Canada's a bit different, but they're doing a good job, and that's why those things work. I'm like, well, you know, as our buddy Brandon Blake, who covers Nevada and lives in Florida, is like, what are we doing here? Why, why are we having sports? Florida's a, a, a fire, a mess. So, well, I mean, you don't uh, even have to look any further than the, the, the Major League Soccer tournament that's going on in Florida right now. Or the throwback you know, there, tournament. There were already, TBT. I think, two teams that had to back out from – Maybe it's even more than that. Well, I know FC Dallas mm-hmm. was the first. Nash- and then Nash- Nashville FC postponed. And then I think, I think rescheduled. They yeah, they postponed a game. I think it was between Toronto and I can't recall the other team. I think it might have been DC United. Could, could I don't recall. But you know that tournament has been kind of a. a I would imagine it's been a respite to a lot of sports fans around the country because yeah. it's like live American sports. Mm-hmm. But even that is kind of threatening to topple over sideways because this thing is still very much a thing. And, you know, not going anywhere. Pretty, pretty much every other corner of the country, but especially so in, in places like Florida, you know, even like here in California and some corners of the state they're really struggling arizona yeah you know things things like that and in utah it's deaths aren't a big deal like they're much fewer but we've had record highs almost every uh, basically every day this past week or two has been record high or well above what it was just two weeks ago mm-hmm. and so it's yeah it's 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 a tough spot like you have the nba and the orlando quit calling the bubble because it's not a bubble because people can come and go as they wish it seems like you have yeah. Here in Utah, the actual first sporting event with fans was here with the USL, the Monarchs, the soccer team here, and then I forget who they played, Orlando or something. They actually allowed, I don't know how many fans were in attendance, but they were allowing to sell tickets of up to 5,000 in a 30,000 seat stadium. So hmm. that happened. <laughs> but, okay. So it's like, yeah, it's like, we'll see. It's, uh, it's interesting what's going on. And again, every place is sort of different, but... What we're at, faced right now, the Mountain West has lost. We'll get kind of back, get back to the topic here at hand for football. Purdue and Air Force is canceled, and then so is San Jose State, Penn State. Mm-hmm. Plus, what is it? Thirteen Pac-12 games plus oh, the four. Yeah, it's, a, it's a lot. Plus Fordham versus. I put up a schedule. Like if you want to check the website, which I am shocked it took off as much as it did. I posted like late last night. Basically, I'm, we're going to put an updated schedule as it comes out. I put the normal schedule. Anything canceled, put a link by it, say it's canceled. So Hawaii has lost its first four games. Is that right, I believe? Yeah, first right four. now their first game is October 10th versus New Mexico State. New countdown. I, well, no, Nevada, October 3rd, it looks like, actually. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. But yeah, Arizona, Fordham, UCLA, Oregon canceled. So we're down game. So <laughs> the thing we want to discuss today, it's like, so my inkling and this, like, it's going to be, I think, well, I don't want to stumble, but I, I see that was everybody going to league-only games because of the structure that's in place where you can oversee your particular conference. Mm-hmm. And I also see a nine-game universal or as close as it can be schedule across every league because we don't know if there's going to be a bowl game, bowl game set up. We don't know if there's going to be a conference title game. Like, they're going to try to get into this money. We don't know what the playoff will look like because uh, Bill Hancock's kind of backed off on saying it's going on as normal a couple weeks ago, which things will change like week to week. But I think if, we, if it can be done a nine-game schedule – like that would be one more than Mountain West. That's normally what the Big Ten plays in league play. It's what SEC or not SEC, but Pac-12 plays. I think eight is ACC do nine games. We do eight, and then Notre Dame occasionally. Something. Uh, off the top of my head, the only conferences that do nine that I'm aware of are the Pac-12 and Big Ten, right? And Big Ten. Okay, yeah. I think ACC would go to nine because this well, year, and technically the Big the Big Twelve. Does oh yeah, 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 yeah they only have ten teams. Correct, Big Twelve. Yeah, so it wouldn't be that much of a difference, and ACC's. Going to take care of Notre Dame. They already play the average five games a year. This year they have six. So all they mm. really need to do is fit them in three more games. And who knows if the Army game will go on or Navy. Those are pretty big games, stuff like that. But I I think that's where we're heading is where it's a nine-game slate for every conference. Again, Corona pending. Mm-hmm. Is that where you think it's going? Like, What do you think the – if we're kind of looking at a big picture to kind of keep the standard as normal, do you think that's where – or what's your thoughts of where we should go? Or what should be – what will be – well, what's going to be attempted to have be played out, I should say? I mean, I think this, the, the simplest, cleanest solution would just be to lop off the entirety of non-conference play mm-hmm. and stick with the eight games that are scheduled, you know, reschedule some of them toward later in the year perhaps to get a kind of a uniform late start. Yeah, and, and I'm thinking primarily of like Boise State and Air Force, which was mm-hmm. scheduled to take place in week two. I'm guessing that they don't necessarily want that to happen. They would not uh, in They'd... this in this brave new world of ours. Um, you know that they would probably find a way to, especially if like the Commander and Chiefs Trophy games are canceled, oh, they boy. can push it back. You know, to sometime in October or something like that. Well, did you see today, real quick? Oklahoma wants to move up their week one game to week zero. I did. So that's not a bad thing. I'll let you finish here, but I think. You want to expand the season as much as possible, like the John Wilner, like two weeks on or one week, two weeks on, two weeks off, or something to give mm-hmm. time in between. So that I wouldn't be surprised if it's safe to see a handful of those earlier games. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if you're going to add a ninth game, the big question becomes, you know, how are you going to implement that? Because I think when I have been creating the hypotheticals, you know, in my own mind and for the articles that I've written previously. What I've done, and I don't know if the Mountain West would do this either, is essentially take the the games that are set to cycle in for both 2021 and 2022 and more or less extend that backwards into 2020. So like Boise State and Fresno State, for instance, this is the, the first example I could think of. Um, I forget who is scheduled to go to whom next year. But essentially what it comes down to is you know taking those games, you know, one of those games, and essentially yeah. just implementing that as game number nine. But I think the big question that everybody's going to have to wrestle with at some point is, you know, again, logistics. You think about it, and, and every time I come back to this question, and I'm sure that, you know, with other points of uh, conversation we'll get to in a, in a little bit, I keep coming back to Hawaii yeah. in particular. 
It's because tough. you know, you mentioned that, in for instance, they have lost their first four games of the year, essentially. Yes, and you know, I have to think that if the Mountain West was going to add a ninth game, that they would have to have a concession where Hawaii gets one of those home games. Oh, definitely. Because I don't know that you necessarily want them having to travel, you know, to, to have to make it, because the only games they would be able to add is another trip to the Mountain Time Zone. Because mm-hmm. Boise and New Mexico are already set to come there. They're already scheduled to go to Air Force. And so basically you're left with the choice of either sending Colorado State or Utah State to the islands but you know logistically what they're trying to do in order to maintain the outbreak there and i don't remember if i brought this up in past conversations we've had but they're still requiring a mandatory 14 they are quarantine for all passengers i was checking that right now and that's currently still in place to go to hawaii and i think that beginning august 1st what they're doing what they're what they're offering as an alternative is that if you have a test that is negative within 72 hours prior to the trip you can work your way around that 14-day quarantine. Correct. Yeah, they have like, I'm reading it right now. Pre-trial, 72-hour test. Here's exactly what it says. Um, beginning August, what individual is required to get valid COVID-19 tests within 72 hours prior to trip and show proof of negative result they can avoid. So there is a workaround, but that's also going to be pricey. And it's also not foolproof either. Like it yes. may be a negative test 72 hours in advance, but like what happens if – just to, to throw Boise State out there because they're set to go to the islands. Like, what happens if one Broncos player gets COVID nineteen, you know, uh, beyond that test, like yeah. within the two days before they travel or something? Or like they're that. not showing. I don't know how. Like testing is an interesting thing, but like you could not have symptoms, but you could have. Like I said, you could have a test. Where I this I might I might be speaking incorrectly, but if you don't have symptoms, well, this is kind of good for you. But what if you mm-hmm. take the test, no symptoms? But it's building. I again, I may be wrong. But if it's building up, you may not just you may not have a test show up for a couple of days. It's like it's like if you go to. I'm not comparing two, but if you go to the ear, nose, and throat doctor with my kids, like, oh, do you got a broad? They check for bronchitis. They check for strep throat, flu, and the test may not come positive that day, but it might two days later because mm-hmm. it hasn't built up. So there's that. Um, let's say they do. Let's say it is 72 hours because you need to take the test. Um, it, I don't depends how quick testing is. Like there's areas that could take a day, it still could take hours. I don't think we have that quick twenty minute test turnaround or hour turnaround. But there mm-hmm. could be like you have the, are they chartering the plane? Because I saw Jeff Goodman tweet the other day does stuff for stadium, mostly college basketball saying and I replied to this tweet, I'm like I'm assuming they have no charter J. He's like, Yeah. His response his question or tweet was there's teams that they're only gonna go if they can bus. Like I think football has their own plane, but uh-huh. you have a couple employees from whatever airline company you're on, you're Interacting like nothing's foolproof, and I don't want to shut it down if one little thing happens because that's not—I don't want to say not fair, but it, it's harsh. It's a harsh punishment, but it, maybe it's necessary. But it still could happen. Like you, you get to Hawaii two days before, because here's the timeline: when they go to Hawaii, let's say the game's Saturday, the late Saturday, and like a typically late afternoon Saturday, you're probably wanting to get there Friday, maybe Thursday night, mm-hmm. to get used to the time because it's like a four-hour time difference. It's a little tricky, but. You get there Thursday midday or Thursday night. You have all day Friday. That's over 48 hours right before kickoff. You took your test five days ago. Like, stuff can happen. I don't want to be all doom and gloom, but, like, this is a good idea to help if you want to have sports or if you have essential travel to go to Hawaii or you're, say, a parent or relative sick, you want to visit them at the hospital or something if you can or just be there. 
Or I guess, heck, if you're going on vacation to Hawaii, this mm-hmm. is a, I, it is a nice workaround to say, hey, I'm clear, I don't have a test, that's great. But it's, um, it's a good step. I, think, I don't think that this is a pretty good idea. I think it would be helpful in our sense looking at college football. And, I mean, I think the only other alternative, well, and this might be the obvious other alternative, but, I mean, if they're going to add a ninth game, I think what you can do is hang on to one out-of-conference game. Because thinking back to Colorado State for a moment mm-hmm. and going back to the point you made near the beginning about what Patrick O'Brien said about you know, the rivalry, the, the Rocky Mountain Showdown, mm-hmm. just think about in terms of logistics. How much sense does it make that the Mountain West could expand its conference schedule and send the Rams to Honolulu yeah. Rather than having them play the team that's right down the road, it's more cost effective and, you know, things like that. And they're, they're right there. And assuming that, you know, all the, the, the testing safeguards are in yeah. place, I would think that that is a much more realistic option. And so I think that if they add that ninth game as kind of an out of conference option, would you basically have kind of three different entities in the same basket? And I think that depending on where you are physically in the Mountain West, you don't necessarily have to be beholden to one entity or the other. And I'm talking about the Big Sky as a conference. But they're also not – their commissioner said they're not sure they could even start on time. So it's always contingencies, but yeah. Yeah. So like I'm just saying like right now, like the Big Sky is one option because mm-hmm. – you know, a lot of teams have at least one matchup that, you know, if assuming they can't start on time, obviously, or, you know, again, push some of these games back that they might be able to hang on to some of these games like Nevada and UC Davis, for instance, yeah, or Weber State is not that they play, but Weber State's close to Logan, northern Colorado, stuff yeah. like that. Um, Montana, Montana State are reasonably close to Wyoming, I would assume. So, yeah. And then same thing with, you know, New Mexico, for instance. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, it wouldn't make a lot of sense to say, sorry, you can't play this game with New Mexico State, but you still have to go to Hawaii. So I think New Mexico State is the, another one of those second entities where if they can hang on to some of those non-conference games, that might be another option for them. And the third one, which, you know, you put an article together hey. and it generated a lot of strong feelings, hey. is, B, is BYU. The reason, here's the reason it brought a lot of strong feelings. You got to title the tweet just right, Matt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but That's here, search engine optimization, baby. A little bit and hashtag BYU football. But what I did, there's two options. One is obviously not going to happen, but I'm like, why not? The the one that's not going to happen is like, hey, just let them be a temporary member for the year in football, which like a full member. Like if they want to go to the conference title game, all that stuff. People are like, well, what about sharing money? I'm like that's easy. If they get a home game, ESPN pays them what they pay, and that's not a big deal. That's, not, that's probably not going to fly. But why not do a scheduling agreement where they already have San Diego State, um, Boise State, Utah State. They can play some – they only need six more. And then this where this, this could be where if the league goes to – here's the more – like piggybacking off a few things. Let's say we could do eight conference games, which are already in place because it will adjust the schedule down the road like next year, again, or years going forward. Not too much, but it's just it is what it is. We're dealing in uncertain times. You got to kind of go with the flow a little bit. Yeah. But if you say eight games, okay, you add a ninth non-conference game. Because here's the thing, Matt. Like I get your your points valid. Like Honolulu to Logan's, like even if the standards are the same, that's tricky. But I'm assuming most all of college football is going to have something within a five to ten percent variance of the similar um, protocols going forward. I don't think there's going to be anything way different. Like maybe one school tests more often, 
But if you think about it, if you're testing a couple times a week, particularly probably, what would you think, um, 36 hours before kickoff or something would be a nice cutoff time for testing? I would think a day and a half, especially if you're the road team. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a good cutoff. So if everybody has something like that, you have eight games, add BYU has three games. They're, they're like, people are like, oh, leave it out to dry. It's like, well, yeah, but should you? It's not. There's things to work out because if they're going to play independence, are they really going to go to Liberty, UMass, UConn, like across the country? It's like it's the same thing going to Hawaii. You know what I mean? Like Provo to Amherst is very fairly similar difference to Provo to Honolulu. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like yeah. it's a little bit closer to I don't know. I don't know. It's probably almost in the middle. But why not add those close teams? Like could BYU add Utah? Maybe because they're they're 40 minutes down the road. The one thing about that Pac-12, um, not Pac-12, but um, Utah AD, Mark Harlan, was standing on the radio the other day, like they're probably going to stick with nine games. So mm-hmm. it might be hard to get Colorado State and Colorado to play because the Pac-12 doesn't want ten games because you want to give at least a three- to five-week buffer period to play more, have more weeks to play those nine games because mm-hmm. those are going to be prioritized. But why not add BYU to give them, I don't know what, like Big Sky or whatever, let's, let's say that they want to add one extra game, like they want to stick to their typical conference slate, if you bring BYU in, like they already play, like they played Hawaii last year, like why can't they play um, Fresno State? I forget. I put a fake schedule out there. I was kind of doing my best to use open. Like they would love to go to UNLV and play in that new stadium, right? I would imagine they so. they could if they want to. They could bus six hours down to Las Vegas. There's enough. They only need let's say they only need five games because they can pick up say Weber State and just down the road from them. Maybe even New Mexico State, like. It doesn't, well, I think they're technically still set to host North Alabama in November. Yeah, they have that, but I'm assuming, my assumption is everybody's going to conference-only games. Mm. That's kind of my assumption. So that wipes everything out for BYU, essentially, which would be very unfortunate, clearly. But what I'm getting at, like, if in my ideal world, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they'll still play North Alabama. Maybe they'll still go to NIU, Northern Illinois. Um, they, they got Missouri. That's going to be scrapped. I'm pretty sure about it. But... But, but thinking about what most people go to, you want to keep it protocol similar and regionality if possible. So why not Wyoming, Air Force, CSU, UNLV? They all already have Boise, Utah State, San Diego State, seven. They play Weber State and maybe Mexico State. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's not as good a schedule as getting Missouri at home, getting Michigan State at home, playing Utah. Like they, their schedule would take a down trip. But like we had one guy tweet at me. Like, well, they're what, they're going to crush everybody. Like, no, Wyoming, like, they've already lo- look who they lost to last year. Hawaii, they lost to, lost San Diego State. Utah State's been much better the past couple of years. They beat Boise, but that was kind of a anomaly, in my opinion, compared to last year. Like, mm-hmm. Wyoming, Air Force, CSU are good teams. Like, CSU, I think it's going to be good. We've already talked about in our other previews, but there is the region. And then, all you got to do, like, TV things, like, just put. Plus, TV, people will watch BYU play. So if you're CBS Sports Network, Fox, or FS1, or whatever game it's on, TV network it's on, you'll get some better eyeballs. And, like, I don't think that's an unreasonable thing to do to, yes, you're maybe throwing them a lifeline a little bit, but it also, it's a pretty big brand and should be a pretty good game for most schools. Like, I think that would be a reasonable thing to do. Like, the conferencing joining, I kind of just threw it out there just because I knew it would ruffle some feathers. But matching them up regionality wouldn't be the end of the world, and it wouldn't be like a, a piss-poor schedule because Air Force has a chance to be a ranked team, Boise State, they want revenge for San Diego State, they go to the new shiny stadium in Vegas. It's like there's upside for these things for them to play like five or six Mountain West schools. I mean, I think at a minimum, you're, even if they don't want to expand upon the agreement or they or they can't find a way to bring BYU further into the loop, if not, you know, if not as a 
as a as a quote unquote conference member, but just as as a, like a Notre Dame type, where they're not playing three games, they're playing five or six games. Mm-hmm. To me, if I were the Mountain West, at a minimum, it would be very very hard to let go of the existing agreements. Because what, which agreements are you referring to? Which ones? The one the, the games that they already have scheduled against Utah State, Boise oh. State, and San Diego State. You know why? Why? Because what's driving this conversation? Money, TV. Money. People will watch those games. People in Utah will watch the well, not just and the Cougars. Not People just in there, Boise but... will watch, you know, they'll want to watch the Broncos, you know, beat the Cougars on the road. And I think, you know, same thing with San Diego. And especially since right now, those first two games, Utah State and Boise State, those are Friday night games. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have the stage all to themselves. And we know from historical precedent that people watch those games. Like yeah. you put that on ESPN two or ESPN a million people are going to watch those games. Yeah. Right about there. Yeah. For a Friday night football game. Yeah. But I don't, so I, I think those will go gonna, away. That's going to be something that's going to be something that's really hard for the mountain West and BYU to let go. And so I think that if nothing else, that might be a motivator for both sides to want to try to work together. Yeah. I, I don't think like they're in a tricky spot because with those couple of games, because those are big money maker games. Like, look at all the like I have it up in front of me now. We have the schedule. Like, here's here's our home conference controlled games they're losing for the uh, for so far Pac-12 Big Ten. Like, did you know Colorado is losing a million bucks by not going to CSU? I did not know that. Yeah, you have the Colorado Colorado State because that's a home game. It's not at uh, Broncos Stadium, whatever it's called. You no. Hawaii loses. UCLA, who hasn't been there in forever, San Diego State loses UCLA at Qualcomm. Like, mm-hmm. that, who's the last time they've been in town? Uh, I think those are in. There's only a couple. I'm going to double check in here real quick. Uh, Penn State's on the road. UNLV's hosting Cal and Arizona State at their new stadium. Well, I think one of the two was at their new stadium, but regardless, they're in town. Utah State loses Washington State at home. So, do you really want to. And then Utah and Wyoming. Wyoming was supposed to get University of Utah in town. And that's a game I still would say. Wyoming would have a 50-50 shot to win that one. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're right. Like, keep the BYU games, whether they're home or road and on the schedule. But I think you're right. Like, if they could do a I, – I like the nine-game thing, like I mentioned, but maybe it's not a nine-game conference thing. But if you can get nine games on the schedule, because that will help independent teams. Like, Notre Dame's still going to need help. Like, ACC plays eight games. They could make, probably match them up with three. But what about Army-Navy? Is, is Army going to happen? Army's already missing the Princeton game. They're probably missing another – I think they play Oklahoma State, I want to say, or Oklahoma. But mm-hmm. there's a way, if you're a league that does eight games, like I think most of them do. It's just the three you mentioned that don't have it. So if there's an eight-game schedule and you can throw a bone to UTIP, like look, this is the year where Conference USA and, and Sunbelt need to really get their act together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you have UTEP to Boca Raton. Come on. You have Charlotte to wherever, I don't know. Or you have, like you mentioned, West Virginia to uh, Lubbock. Like, there are some spread out things, and so I, I think this is the first step of what's going to happen. Like, other leagues are going to follow suit. Like, ACC, end of the month, make a decision. SEC's meeting in person, Matt, in t- in tomorrow on July 13th, which is kind of weird. But I think if they keep it, if everybody keeps their conference slate as is, and then you can add a game here and there, because that'll help Army, UMass, UConn, Boise, or BYU. Notre Dame doesn't need much help, but then they'll help other schools as well. Like UTEP in New Mexico or UTEP in Mexico State. Like I guess New Mexico, New Mexico State would stay, but like UTEP will need some help. Who like they're not going to play a Big Twelve team. They're going to get nine. Like UTEP might play. Like I said, New Mexico State if they're not on the schedule. Like mm-hmm. there needs to be 
I think that's a good way to do it. Or even if you're in the Midwest, like if you're the Mac, like, okay, maybe not a Big Ten school, but who's out in the area that you could play? Because the, our NCAA already said two FCS games will go toward bowl eligibility, and we don't even know what bowl eligibility is this year. Has just, that been confirmed yet? I thought I don't think it's confirmed. I thought I think Brian, I heard it was proposed. Brian, that proposed. Was yeah, I saw it for Brian Fisher on Twitter. He proposed it. And does stuff for I don't know where he's at now because I think he got furloughed like Kevin McGuire at College Football Talk. But mm-hmm. he's a College Football guy. So if that's the case, that would be helpful too if these FCS teams can do it. But the I think that will help to get to nine games. I think nine like I think nine games where we're going and to be bowl eligible, I'd assume you'd have to be at least five and four. That makes the most mm-hmm. sense. So that's kind of where I think it's kind of laying out. I mean, another possibility, which I don't think we've really discussed at length, is, you know, nothing says that the schedules have to be uniform. That's true. I just think it would be know, nice to I'm have, thinking, have. And, I, and I realized this as I was kind of glancing through the games that have been canceled at this point. And I was looking at Utah State's schedule in particular, where, you know, yes, they may have lost their games against both of the Washington teams, but their other two conference games are at home against Southern Utah and at BYU. So if the Mountain West wants to just stick with the eight-game conference schedule as is and say, okay, no changes, mm-hmm. you know, if Utah State is and the other teams in that state, you know, are willing to accept that risk, mm-hmm. you know, what says that they can't play ten games and the- another team in the conference might end up playing only nine? Because it's not like it would have an effect on, you know, whoever ends up winning the championship or anything Mm -hmm. like that. I think that that could be another kind of possibility for some teams in the conference if they're comfortable with assuming that. I mean, I hesitate that it's to say that it's an increased level of risk. But, you know, if they're willing to, to kind of keep the schedule as intact as possible, that may be easier for some teams to do than others. Yeah, especially like BYU and Logan. Two and a half, three hour drive. Logan to uh, Cedar City, five hours, I want to say. So it's mm-hmm. still far. They'd probably bust both of those. I think, surely, to be in Southern Utah, probably, I think they'd bust as well. But no, that's not a bad idea. I, like, there's no, I'm just saying, like, across the board, you want to try to get in as many games as possible. And that's where this comes in for money, TV wise. Like, we don't know, we don't know what the TV networks are going to do for you games. But that wouldn't be a bad idea. Like, UC Davis, San Jose State, you know what I mean? Why can't that yeah. go on to play? But then their game at Central Michigan, maybe that goes away. But I think if they play conference schedule as is, that's fine because how do you determine conference or division champions conference record? Mm-hmm. And so you go that route. So let me ask about this. Like I, I, I think it's gonna go. I don't know. I, it'll be tough. It'll, we'll see. Like UNLV has at Iowa State. Like they have La Tech at home. That's a decent game. We talked about them during, or no, not yet. That's Wyoming, Ball State, and other games. Louisiana Monroe or Louisiana Lafayette, whatever you want to call them. Louisiana school, right? <laughs> Whichever yeah. one. It, I think it's uh, the Raging Cajuns. It's, it's just Louisiana. Let's hope yeah. there's no Raging Cajun fans listening to this. Apologies, I don't have Wyoming schedule memorized for every week. But so let me let's move to this. I think that's a good idea. If, if games can be played, they'll be played. I'm wondering if do do you think the Pac-12 and Big Ten were too... Because some were not blindsided the end result, but kind of blindsided that the Big Ten said so early. No. You you don't think so? I don't think so, and you know why? Why is that? I mean, I'll just kind of say the same thing before I've said before, is that there is so much about this pandemic Mm -hmm. that we still don't know. And dying is not the only thing that people have to worry about, especially young athletes. Yeah. 
There's and, and you know yeah. going back to like the very beginning about how you know the rising cases is I can't, I made a joke to my fiance earlier today where I was like they should just add another category but like this messed a person up because I feel like the number you know that number would more accurately reflect the just how bad this thing is than mm-hmm. just saying recovered or dead I feel like that in between. For a lot of people. They also may not know. That's a problem too. Because Rudy Gobert and other guys got it in March. Still can't have sense of smell. There's well, leaked to brain and damage. And lung issues that we... Part of it is we don't know. But you're right. Recovered means like I'm out of the hospital. you see more anecdotal things where it's like... it. Yes, it does affect young people. Like I don't know if you saw the ABC News article. Where there was like a 30 year old who went to a quote unquote COVID party. Mm. Because someone was like, oh I don't believe it. And he's like... And his last words were, I think I made a mistake. And he is dead. <sighs> and that's the worst case scenario for someone. Yeah. And so I think that, you know, if I'm, if I'm a big time conference with a lot of money and a lot of lives that I'm responsible for, I think considering so many of the unknowns about this, that, yeah, I think, it, and this is the same thing I think I said about the junior college conference here um, where I live in California. I think they've already made the agreement to move fall sports into the spring and on similar other levels i think some other places have made the same kind of decision like new mexico for instance high school football boom high school football all fall sports are are canceled for the fall because there is that much at stake there are livelihoods and health at stake and i don't think that that's something you can take lightly no matter how much money is on the table yeah you don't want to be i tweeted irritated casper star tribune the a trustee, I'll give his name, Kevin Christofferson. Oh. Hopefully soon to be former trustee. Yeah. We've had 21 deaths in Wyoming. Most of those people were with pre, pre-existing conditions or in old folks' homes. They were going to die. They were going to die. They just died sooner. Like, what are you talking about? No. <laughs> like, there are people who are older that, okay, Matt, theoretically, yes, they're probably going to die sooner. But does it mean you don't try to do whatever you can to help and save them? And give them the best opportunity to keep continuing living. Like, what's their point? It's like the stupid governor in Texas, lieutenant governor. Well, we need the economy going, so let's just go out there and do it. But I think the decision was right now because you want to give yourself more time, right? Yeah. Time- I think we mentioned yeah. this on the last time we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. But I have a feeling that the Mountain West is going to make a firm decision by media days in a couple of weeks. You know what's going to be wild? You know what July 20th is, which you probably don't know? What's that? BYU Football Media Day, first one of all of FBS. Interesting. So it's like our schedule. Let's see. We still have, oh, wait, Missouri, TBD, uh, oh, crap, Utah. No, we can, hey, we can't lose 10 times in a row to Utah. Okay, Michigan there State. You go. There uh, you go. Crap, we can't. We don't have the SEC team coming to town. We don't have Big Ten team. And that'll be very interesting. But I think, like, I'm wondering if canceled was too strong because, hear me out too, not that the time wise, but. Can you go back and say, oh, we figured out we could actually play this game now? Like, I don't know if that could be done. Because that's one thing I was like, I, I don't, maybe I'm, maybe the cancel's right word just so we can move forward. But do you think canceling was too harsh at this moment to cancel those games? Because that's how they're all listed. I mean, my answer again is no. Okay. I just, I just don't want to put them in a corner where, because it's like I put on Twitter a couple weeks or the other day, not weeks ago, it seems like weeks, but days. Back, go back to March Madness. Okay. No fans. It started with the Ohio governor. He started with the MAC tournament and those things. Like, okay, no fans. All right. No tournament. Crap. We'll wait till March Madness. No March Madness. 
Mm-hmm. Like we're we're trending toward that. I don't say like putting pushing those games in the back burner is the wrong thing to do, but I'm wondering if saying outright cancel, but that doesn't mean like say something something changes or whatever and I don't have all the big ten or pack twelve schedule. Like what's to say I guess they play nine games, but like my point being like the regionality thing, what's to say CSU, CU, BYU, Utah can't be played now, but they're already canceled, so that's you go ahead and point. I'm wondering if that looks too strong. I don't agree. It's, I don't think it's not, but I'm wondering if they put him in a corner to not go back and play those games. I mean, I think if you were going to do anything like that, what you could do is something like, you know, you mentioned Army-Navy mm-hmm. earlier, right? If you tacked on a handful of those games, maybe at the end of the season, because typically Army-Navy has College Football Nation all to itself. Yeah, it ties in the weekend. And right before championship weekend after so I th- yeah or, or is it after yeah it's after because okay. remember there's always, the big, there's always the big deal what happens if navy wins a conference and but then loses the army that's true so i mean i think in that instance that could be a way of kind of keeping some of those games in the back pocket where you know especially if you could you know kind of put an explanation point on a really weird season with a handful of like like you know i mean, i would imagine like if you you know, they sell out CSU and, and CU at the beginning of the season. Like 70,000, jeez. Yeah, could you imagine it at the end of the season instead? Cool boy. You know, yeah. I think, like, you know, they already do something similar, like with Nevada UNLV, for instance, like where they have it as just the, the last game of the conference schedule. And for the most like part, that. yeah. That could be an yeah. option, too. Like, if things, because, again, things are changing week to week, like maybe that's a possibility. Like, hey, you're already on our schedule. Let's just play the game anyways. Yeah, and so I think that that you know, we didn't really talk about that earlier, but I think that especially if the if the goal is to kind of move the window of the season backwards from August from early from late August and early September, mm-hmm. you know, especially if bowl season is looking more like a dicey proposition because of all the travel, yeah. that could be a really interesting alternative to that. Where okay, we're going to say no, we're not going to have a bowl season this year. It's not safe enough. Here's what, oh, I love it. We can, I love it. We can increase the regionality that, you know, by, by trying to secure these rivalry games at the very end of the season. Give me tagging them on in, yes. with Army and Navy. Colorado, Colorado State. Um, I'd like to bring the Beehive boot back to Utah, but that'll be tough. Maybe you, but you have, yes, I love it. You'll have UTEP, New Mexico play. You'll have, can we get San Diego State, UCLA to play? There's to play anyway. As far as knowing Northern Cal, oh, yes, I love it. That's a great idea. If there's no bowl season, and things are looking fine or better or whatever or stable, why not go a hundred mile drive to go play that team down the road at most? Yeah, and I mean, I'll admit that, like, you know, you, you say, or could if things could change, I'm I'm, I'm dubious. Yeah. So, I'm, that I'm things just will saying. change the way that things are trending these days. I'm just saying, I'm hopeful. I'm trying to be hopeful a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know what you mean, but I'm saying like that. You know, if America can get its act together, um, you know, nothing says that that kind of unique possibility isn't on the table or how would you like this a new year's day of like 45 games going on of all rivalry games that'd be fun i'm just saying yeah uh, christmas eve christmas eve heck yeah we'll see it's uh it's I mean, a, everybody treasures the hawaii bowl because it gives you a chance to escape your family exactly so just imagine an entire day of that <laughs> no kidding and that, that that's, a, that's a good idea because i i would think these games say because this could lead into our next topic a little bit because there are all these contracts, like one and done games, home and homes are a little bit different. But like, you, I put an article out there. I'm not a lawyer by any stretch, but I read through a lot of things and kind of thinking what the Air Force AD said. 
Like the Purdue and Air Force games, a one-time deal, I think about a million bucks. USC, New Mexico, about a million bucks, one-time games. Penn State, San Jose State, same thing, so on and so on. Um, if they're home and homes, it's different. To get them put back, it's hard to do, especially playing a Big Ten or Pac-12 school that only has three teams, a non-conference slate. Like the earliest Air Force and Purdue can reschedule is like in 2027 or something, assuming mm-hmm. they don't want to shuffle too much. I get they need the money now, but like I put out there, like, and people did too, like, can they, should they, first off, can they, and for a second, should they be going after this money that is rightfully theirs? I honestly think you have to take it on an individual basis. Because contracts are different as well. And I think that, you know, there's a difference between, like, home and homes or mm-hmm. two-for-ones than one-offs, too. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, mm-hmm. for, you know, Air Force and Purdue, for example, like, if that was the only game they agreed upon, then I, I would imagine that it might be at least slightly easier to call it a wash. You think so? Because you know, that's like a million bucks. I mean, I think, you know, but I think that is somewhat similar. I mean, it's somewhat different than, you know, for instance, San Diego State and UCLA, which you brought up earlier. Yeah, home and home, right? Yeah, home and home where San Diego State went to the Rose Bowl last year, but now don't get the return trip. I think they might be more motivated to try and find a way to get some kind of compensation for that, whether it's in the form of rescheduling that home game or just getting the money if UCLA is you know, booked up for the They don't have the money, man. Future. Our Under Armour's trying to get out of their deal. Come on. I know. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. I mean, I think, the, the, I think the situation's different no matter what you're looking at. You know, same thing with, like, Boise State and Florida State. That was said to be one of the biggest games of the non-conference schedule anywhere in the country. And arguably biggest game ever at Albertson Stadium. Yeah. Po- name-wise. Name-wise, yeah. In Oregon, but... It's, yeah, yeah, and, and Flor- at Florida State, for instance, like, they're next two seasons are, are booked they wouldn't have an opportunity to come back until 2022 and that's assuming that they actually want to do that that's part of it too because there's all these first time i heard force majora's nba during the salary for those guys back in early april and some contracts have it some don't here's the thing about you don't do it do you want to go be sour grapes and be a, a pasket to the big 10 and or big 10 schools to want to play them again there's that as well but then there's a couple of reasons. It's a, it's a weird, fluky, once-in-a-century type deal we're dealing with here, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so it's like norms go out the, go out the window. There, I think there will be some negotiation, but there's also creative ways to do it. Like, why, like you remember when Jim McElwain left to go to Florida from Colorado State? I do. There, there's also is it is it Florida is it or not Florida State but Florida isn't Florida supposed to come to Denver at some point? Is that still in the I... works? Don't recall. Let me if you want to vamp. Yeah, I what I'm getting up. at is like they were being creative. Like, well, let's play basketball games. We'll play two for one in basketball. We'll get a home and home or something. Like there are certain ways where you can be creative. Where yes, football is the big deal. Actually, I don't see it here at all. Maybe yeah, that, they're they're not. Maybe they that have already happened. Possibly. But I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I, I mean, so I'm trying to think. But my point being is like there's creative ways to do it. Where okay, we'll get a game later down the road, which is simple. I think just paying the money out is not fair to either school. Because Colorado State or Boise State, whoever it may be, wants to play that big-time school. Because it's like um, – I listened to the – I know I'm rambling, but the CBS Island College Basketball Podcast, which is a must-listen, particularly about these subjects. I When it's basketball talk, I'm like, I'm not the biggest hoops fan, so I'll listen here and there. But when they talk about the FBI investigation, this stuff, the Ivy League or March Madness, I'll tune in like maybe a dozen times a year to that podcast. But they made a good point. Like They talk about Louisville basketball. The reason I know basketball and football are different, but 
the BYU for or not BYU, but Boise Florida State game all true home home. There's no buyout for the game. Like there's no well, there could be, but there's no payment exchange to either school to come play that game. It's typically typically you come to our place, we sell tickets. You go to our, you go to your place, you sell tickets. So when you see college basketball, it's like Louisville. They want to sell tickets for their non-conference basketball slate. Like their example is, well, let's say they play sixty thousand dollars to bring in some Eastern Kentucky or you know, I mean, some Northern Kentucky, some North Alabama, some minor MIAC, HBC or SWAC team to come in to get their butt whipped, and or they get a chance to be on TV playing at Louisville. They may pay sixty grand for that game. Season ticket sales are a big deal. You may not go to that game, season ticket holder, but you sell tickets to that game, and so you may. It's a money maker. They'll make like their example. I think was one twenty. They'll basically double their investment because if tickets are thirty k, thirty bucks each average, ten thousand. You know I mean, like ten ten thousand seats. That's money there. Concessions, all that stuff adds up. So Boise State's not just losing a game; they're losing out on a a couple things, a sellout crowd most likely. They could. T- I don't know. How, I don't know if the game was tied to season tickets because sometimes schools do that. If you want to go to this game, you got to buy at least a four-game season ticket package or something, like at mm-hmm. least a partial. So there's that money lost that way, and that's a big deal. That's almost as big a deal, some more deal than losing, maybe not as much, but losing a million bucks going to play your Big Ten team on the road to fund your soccer, softball, and lacrosse team. And so I think that like, what should happen would be work things out together because these schools do need the money now. Like USC paid New Mexico $100,000 in advance for this game. They're not getting that back, I guarantee that, but – you would think a there could be some. I think obviously the best deal would be play the game and get paid this year. Not going to happen. Second best might be play the game, but it might not be for five years down the road. And mm-hmm. will that contract be valid? Or another way, I don't see schools going extremely hard for the money now. Maybe there's a clause there. They think they could do it because here's why they could do it. Before we get to the creative part, is that if USC saying I'm fine to go play at Oregon. Or going to play at Utah, which they are scheduled to play, or let's, or let's just say uh, hypothetical. I don't know if they're playing Colorado, but they're okay to go to Colorado. And let's say CSU is on the schedule, you can go to Colorado, but CSU can't come to your place. Like that's where things get tricky. You're saying you can play these games, but not these other games, mm-hmm. and so that's where there's a leg to stand, in my opinion, to go after them. But it's all it's just weird. So, but they get creative, like mix into basketball games because that could be big money as well. Like. Who wouldn't want to see like a uh, I don't know, basketball powers on schedule? UCLA going to San Diego State to play basketball. That'd be pretty cool. Like if they could mix in things like that. Okay, we we can't play this football game down the right now, but we'll do a let's just say like a two for one down the road where Aztecs go to UCLA twice. We do get the one return game finally, but UCLA also gets has to go to San Diego State for two bas like a like a two for two in basketball. Like something mm-hmm. like that where – I don't know if that numbers add up. But my point, like you can make it up with basketball as well, which could be done much sooner than later while the football game is pushed down the road for a couple of years. That yeah. would be a good creative way to do it. And maybe there's a ticket bonus where, yes, you can get more tickets for this game at our place. I think that's the right way to go about it. Be creative in what can be done on whether – mixing in basketball or going to a certain tournament they're all part of or something like that. I think that's the best way to go and because that could be helpful sooner than later. And maybe it's more lucrative if you tie in some basketball games with a big-time opponent. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? Anything, I'm trying to think of anything else we were discussing about this. Um, um, do you have any other thoughts on that? Is that a good way to compromise maybe? I mean, I think so. I mean, the, the more creative they can get, the better. You're going to have to be, right? I think so, yeah. I do have – okay, I do have one last thing I want to bring up with you. 
I haven't done a full-fledged article on it, but I'm going to work on it soon. We haven't talked about TV money or TV in general for what the season is going to look like for who's mm-hmm. going to broadcast games. So, because I, I was looking at the home games, because the Mountain West-controlled home games are only a couple. You yeah. had San Diego State, UCLA, and I believe the Wyoming-Utah game, and then what, two Hawaii games? I believe so. That's yeah. about right. The number of games, this goes back to me, them going to nine conference games, or at least a yeah nine conference games and maybe mixing that regional game perhaps. I am wondering if there's a way to because Boise State and the conference don't necessarily get more money just because Florida State's coming to town. That's the other mm-hmm. game too, I should say. Yeah, or UCLA going to San Diego State. That's not going to boost the value of what Fox and CBS is paying to the conference. If they could get to nine games and add that inventory, do you, I'm wondering if Fox and CBS would be fine paying the same amount of money. But also having more games, because hmm. because that out, out last that's more ga- that's the four games they would get they'd get nine extra games compared to four, yeah on their own network like because there's a talk like I even submitted the question to uh, the guys to the Mountain West when Craig Thompson had his uh, meet when Jesse Kurtz talked to him who knows how long ago two months ago or something about mm-hmm. that was one of my questions it was kind of brought up but they 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 did not address it but if you can add nine more games on the schedule for Fox and CBS or whoever else airs it, technically five more because you miss out on those four other games, that would be, would that be enough of carrot to not pay less? Because I don't, I don't know if they will pay less, but that would just be enough, at worst to be a bonus for Fox and CBS. Yeah. So that's my last thought on TV stuff. I don't think, I think we've gone through everything. Um, do you have a prediction of what will, what's going to happen next uh, couple weeks? <sighs> <laughs> do you know what's going to happen tomorrow, Matt? Tell us. What's going to go on tomorrow that we don't know now? Honestly, I feel like people are going to keep hedging their bets. So how would that look? Let's just say conference after conference kind of goes to we're looking at league-only games but keeping the door open for other things. What's after this? Like there's – it can't go from – because I mentioned the basketball thing. No fans, cancel tournament, wait for March Madness, go off info we have, March Madness canceled. What's the degree – what's that step, next step to say, okay, we're not doing conference games. We're doing this to try to keep a season. That's a really good question. I don't know. Division games? Because there's still division games that travel far. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me. You're telling Hawaii fans. In I, every game. You know what I mean? Like, oh, goody. We're going to go to San Diego State and Fresno. That's close. Like, I, like what, is, what are the progressions to? Is it – I know people are yelling and screaming at me on Twitter. Certain people. I'm like, relax what people are saying. But if we're being honest, spring football is on the table, right? Oh, yeah. It has to be because of money. It has to be on the table. Yeah, I mean, I think if with this much money at stake, if everybody kind of comes and looks around and says, okay, this is untenable, I think that the major networks will figure it out. Because, I mean, like you're thinking about the Mountain West in particular, like what kind of programming does CBS Sports Network have in the spring anyway? Um, they that, have- that, they, that they couldn't just move games there, you know? Yeah, they do some basketball, like Mountain West basketball, obviously. There's no pro sports, I don't think. They do like the bo- – PBR or whatever they do. I'm not sure what leagues are. I know they do some Army basketball or whatever. They do some basketball games on the level of Mountain West, like Mac and stuff. So it's nothing huge. Mm-hmm. And no pro sports. Like even Fox and FS1, maybe this will give them a way to get FS2 in there involved more because they have the uh, Big Ten, Pac-12, Big East basketball, probably some other stuff. They do, they do have some baseball in the spring. You know what I mean? They have some stuff like that. 
But you have three networks at least, you know what I mean? Even if you want to do Fox Business, that's an option as well for some overflow. So I think that's like the the, the argument's like, come on, the toughest one is like they always bring up, well, what are you going to do about the next year to recover for college football for the fall? It's like if they do a spring league, it could only be like seven or eight. Like it has, it has to be just like conference games only. You can't have them go till Memorial Day and have them suit back up in uh, September. You know what I mean? If it's a spring league, it wouldn't surprise me if some players in the country were like, okay, you know what? Peace. Yeah. I'm just going to declare for the NFL instead. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence, guys like that, they'll go for yeah. sure. That's fine. Like, there could, I don't know if any big-time Mountain West guy enough would want to do that. Maybe maybe Warren Jackson possibly, but he has a lot to gain too to get up higher from this position there. Probably a few other guys so a couple offensive linemen here and there. But like if they go to spring, I get the – like Tim Young, it's like, that's the stupidest idea ever. Like Urban Meyer came in our – Somebody in my department, they interviewed him for one of our podcasts at work, and he talked about that. Like, it's hard, all the reps you do. But I don't think it's not doable because, like, if you start February, whatever, you training camp in January, you play a handful of games, like, you're going to play a lesser schedule, eight games or so, maybe, and then spread out. And who knows? Like, the point being why it's on the table and why they're, why you're right, Matt, say earlier, let's do the decision now to cancel these games is because you want to buy as much time as possible. Because I get the point, like people say, let's just go straight in spring. Well, what if nothing gets better in spring? Their vaccine is only seventy percent effective, sixty percent effective. There's the, I'll say it, the wackos are crazy who won't take a vaccine because they think it's going to cause some disease or something. Like there's those people out there. It may just not work. There's certain people who can't take it, and so if they wait until spring, say, all right, we're going to start February President's Day, that may not work either because things may not be better. And so yeah. if you start playing now, I don't know if they'll do a split season or not, but you prepare now. Maybe that's the rationale that goes down. But spring league would be interesting and fun because Ivy said they're not doing spring at all. It would have to adjust the 2021 season as well. Or, the, or yeah, the 20, the fall 2021. But yeah. make adjustments there too. It's like maybe it's a maybe it takes a three-year cycle to get things back to normal. And again, this is a time. You want people, you want creative people doing stuff. You know what I mean? It's like why go with the status quo? Get weird, get creative. It's why one last thing we'll mention here before we go. I wrote it up a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. Again, time, who cares? I don't know what day it is usually, even though I do go to work every day and drive up there. But if they're, they need money, right? All, we talk about all these group of five teams missing money, um, FCS teams missing money. And if we're only playing conference games, like how hard is the playoff committee going to do to pick these teams? Very difficult, right? Yeah. Why not do – let's get the playoff I've always dreamed of and do the expanded 16-team playoff. Well, you, ta- nice. you take – Again, travel pending, all that fun stuff, whatever. But take every conference champ, that's 10 teams. You get six at large. That should be plenty to get an extra, you know, me, Big 10 or SEC or Big 12 or whoever else to get deserves to get in there. Probably going to play them at home campuses that maybe the title game or semis could be somewhere by itself. And maybe, I don't know how, when you play it, because that does stretch the schedule out. It's kind of hard to do. But, but maybe we're going to expand the playoffs some sort. And so if you're all playing league games, like, well, you win a conference. You have a you rank those teams. You play, and you go from there. That that's how much more money would you get? You could probably make more money to pay these teams like Boise State, CSU, Air Force. All these teams missing uh, Sun Belt, missing those guaranteed paydays. That could go to them, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't think that's that'd be hard to do, but not really. So Bill Hancock, get on it, right? Yeah, exactly. I how much would you love to see it? That'd be crazy. That'd be amazing, wouldn't it? It would. It would be a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Or once every year, they would realize... Or the, or the start of something. Yes! That's what I want to hear. Yeah. <laughs> the start of something. Great. So, 
that's kind of ideas we have. So we're going to do another preview podcast middle of the week. You'll get a bonus one. We'll, we'll put a poll out. I guess our plan on the website, we should talk about that real time with people. Matt, I guess it's good some of us have been lazy, including myself, of not doing some of these previews we do out of conference ones, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm guilty of that <laughs> hey, as well. We've got so. a handful of people, so I made sure to put out the uh, last chance Boise State before it's officially not official game. So we're going to move forward. Like We have a bunch of rankings we can do. We have, we've sort of gotten to. We can do some team previews, like individual unit previews and stuff. Maybe we'll, Matt, we'll still do the uh, group of five opposing previews. Look for that type of stuff. We'll have some stuff planned if the season gets pushed back. Like maybe do some all-time stuff that we tried to do last year that we didn't get to. So I think we're going to do some of that type of stuff. But that's kind of what we're looking at. We'll still – podcasts will go as forward as typical. We'll talk about even as a real college football. We'll, we'll figure something out, Matt, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll adjust on the fly like a good uh, head coach. <laughs> exactly. That's what we'll do. So look for stuff like that. We're still doing previews. We're still doing some stuff like – oh, wait, Matt, our countdown. How are we forgetting that? Very in the lead. Top that's 50. true. You've been doing an amazing job. Top 50 countdown is in progress as we speak. So tell us on Twitter who you, that, we're, that we're great or not great at this stuff. Uh, MWCR. Preferably that we're great. Though. Yeah, we're sitting at number 43. We do have um, – any surprises so far, 43 to 50? Personally, I don't think so. Do you? The first kicker ever, place kicker's on the list. That's true. The Brandon Talton from Nevada. Mm-hmm. So we have that. Check out every our Twitter. We have all the graphics up there. We have all the links to it. Instagram stories. We're doing stuff there. At least I'm trying to figure out. I think it's sort of working. Tell me how to do Instagram better, people. I'm not entirely so, sure. So far, so good, I'd say. I, yeah, I, I think I need well, to make... feel free to slide into our messages. Exactly. Let us know. That's uh, Mountain West Wire is our, twi- is our Instagram handle. So there's that as well. But we're sitting up at 43. It's going Monday through Friday. And yeah, we're having some fun. So check that out. Check out... Um, we're also going to start for the basketball fans. We've got some basketball stuff going on as well, like some all-time stuff. So we, I think we might get a little historical. See, Matt, I'm glad I'm also held off on some of this too because I think people were too quick to go back to look backwards. Mm-hmm. So we're ahead of the curve sort of, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's our show tonight or whatever you're listening to this, uh, in the shower, in your commute or whatever. But check us out, mwr.com is our website. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that stuff. Just search Mountain West Wire. And we'll be back in a couple days to preview some other Mountain West teams. So we'll see you then, folks.